technology. That was weird. The button was not working. Buttons. 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 What's going on? Oh, wait. Hold on. We got to do it. What's up, guys? John Sintez, Alex Rojas. Let's win a ball game podcast coming at you. Strong. Strong. Full strong. <clears throat> What's up, Emmanuel? How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Dude, I'm doing great. Started off my morning with a little jujitsu. Uh, the girlfriend got up early. She was, we were up super early, like 4.45. I've been up for a minute. I've probably had more coffee than I need. Uh, and I'm probably going to have another cup at some point. Um, and and had a, had a, had a client. we had a conversation where, I, I talk, where we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about that we talked about. So how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I am just getting caught up on some things and, and ready to go. So I'm going to just start off coming out hot. We stopped at baseballs and why we can't get a baseball made right. And I talked about how, because I was a catcher, I never really cared about how the baseball felt. I never really cared about, like, hey, the seams are high on this ball. Or, like, I can't really grip this ball. But you as a pitcher, you got to understand how that ball works. So there's, there's a good one. Talk to me about your ideal ball. Um, well, there's a certain feel that when you get to it that you know that you don't want it to feel big. Um, some balls that feel big can't spin up the same. I like a small ball. I've, I've felt small balls before. Um, but, you know, and Major League Baseballs have a different feel to it as well. So, you know, throwing a different ball as small of a difference as it is can affect all different flight dynamics when you throw the ball, especially with the environment. So different ball, different environment, different humidity. You know, uh, in the PGA Tour, they talk about it all the time, and I know I do too about when I went down to Mexico. It's just so hard to get the ball to spin. Um, but you play in elevation up there. So, and the PGA guys are, are constantly 30 to 50 yards farther than they're supposed to be um, because they don't know how to control it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the process going forward is interesting um, because I don't necessarily know if they're, you know, they talked about adding powder or something, but I don't, I don't know if they're going to. Powder. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they're going to be able to control that because as soon as you add powder, you make like a legal substance, like everybody's going to abuse it. So I don't understand. Right. You know what I'm saying? Of course. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Uh, you know, I'm a, it, there are some safety issues that go into not being able to hold the ball correctly. Mm -hmm. you know? And, and um, with the checking of the sticky this year, you know, we saw there was an increased HBP, and a lot of the hitters weren't happy about it. But that's, that's what comes with when guys are trying to throw 100. You know, it's just sometimes you're going to miss. Sometimes it's going to slip out of your hand. And. Sometimes you shouldn't be throwing baseballs in that part of the country. That's a hot take. <laughs> that is a hot take right there. We should have a petition. We shouldn't play in these areas this time of the year. What's up, Blue Shirt Sports? We're doing great. We shouldn't have games over here this time of the year because the ball is dangerous unless you allow us a little bit more sunscreen and rosin. Yes, 100%. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. No, I, you know, it, the purest 
it's so funny. The purists are dying. There's no more DH. The DH is finally taken over. Can we just woohoo? Uh-huh. No more sack bunts. Yes. You know, no more terrible pitching changing situations. I heard something the other day. They were like, oh, well, American ga- League games last longer. I was like, because there's more runs scored. Hello. Of course, you're going to have a pitching change and your guy doesn't make it out of the third with five. With And I heard this argument, too. It was so good. So good. Five runs given up in three innings, right? If you're in the National League and you get the eighth, end, the eighth guy, what do you do? The eighth guy? Yeah. What do you mean? Like in that fifth inning, you've already get what's the score? The eighth, the eighth guy in the lineup. Okay. Oh, the eighth guy in the lineup. What do you do? Make a fucking change. No, you get the eighth guy in the lineup. You walk him because the pitcher's in the nine hole. Oh right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Strike out the pitcher, and then the threat's over. There is no threat over in the American League. So it's a completely different. Like you, you want us to see bad sack bunts and these weird double switches that screw up, and your best player comes out of the game? No. Sure, it's strategy, but it kind of takes away from the viewership of the game because it adds an additional 20 minutes of kind of some bullshit. Yeah. And, I mean, if they're really worried about the game, which they shouldn't be about the speed of it, then what they should do is control all the little in-between play visits. Right. Shortstop going there, catcher going – I mean, in, in Mexico, they have a, a they have a fix for this. If you If the shortstop goes to the mound or the catcher goes to the mound, it's a half visit. A half of a visit. Yeah. So if you do it once, you can do it. But if you do it again, he got to come out. So I think that I got to know more about what is it about baseballs that makes it hard to grip in general? Well, I would say that humidity plays a big factor. How how tight the leather is bound puts in a factor. Um, the cleanness of the ball would be a factor. You know, there's there's a bunch of things that that would affect how the ball would fly, you know? How would the um, – because, like, you always see this, right? And I, and I heard this, I think, from Bill Ripken when I was watching MLB Network, like, a couple of years ago. He's like, we're changing the ball so much, and we have for so many generations. I don't think anybody knows how to actually use a scuff on a ball for their advantage because we're constantly changing the ball, right? right. So how does, like, scuffs or, like, dirt, you know, add to how the ball moves? Well, uh, if you know so – there's a bunch of really good videos out there on flight dynamics of wiffle balls. And sure. have a wiffle ball, and there's the open side of the hole – the air will pull the ball that direction, right? So Got it. Change up, you would put the ball on the change up side of it. You would throw it, it would pull it that way. So okay. scuff, same, right? If you put a scuff on the outside of the ball, the flow is going to change the dynamic of the spin of the ball, and it's going to affect the flight right in there. Okay. So you can you can create more movement with more wind resistance. Okay, that makes a lot of that makes a lot of sense. So the idea of a scuff would allow someone to just use that to help pull the ball in a general direction. Correct. Mm-mm. That's interesting. Do you know how to use a scuff? I do. Okay. How many guys do you think actually know how to use a scuff that are in affiliated baseball? Well, to your point, I think it's a diet. It's a lost art. So I don't, I don't think people are, they're not allowed to. They, like you said, they change the balls too much. Right. But, you know, uh, 
Hey, if you're in high school, they don't change the balls that often. So you should be learning what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Like, learn how to use the scuff. Well, and there's a whole other thing, too, right? Like, the high school that I played at, we had no, like, uh, grandstand. So we just had an open fence, which is way more airflow when you're throwing at it. So things moved. Right. Right. You know? And especially when things blow out or blow across or, you know, it's just the ball doesn't come out of your hand the same way when you have wind like that. That's in Right. So, there's all kinds of factors that go into. I mean, that's they always say it's easier to throw in big league stadiums, and that's because you've controlled the environment a little bit more with the. Oh yeah, it's a it's a cage. You're in such, you're inside of a cage that's like resisting so many factors outside of the light for the most part. Correct. I mean, if you wanted to eliminate every factor and just make it a ball, everybody's got to play in a dome. Right. Hundred percent. Because I would love to see like. She's singing today. So, like, I would love to see, honestly, the difference between, like, a Tampa Bay Rays spin rate and Colorado Rockies. Like, because those are two extremes, right? But those are places that we're playing the game in, and we're not talking about what we're doing in these places. Because just like you said, there's smart dudes out there that have just figured this out. Like, oh, the ball spins more here because there's no win factor. Right, yes. But when I go play in New York in May, the ball does this, right? So to understand your environment is pretty important. Agreed. Agreed, yeah. I mean, it's it's we see it with the kids that go from here to Georgia. That's where they really get the, the extreme. It's funny because they all, like, I just – I throw better here. It's like, yeah, it's <laughs> humid. The leather is literally more humid. It's easier to hold, <laughs> you know? Now, from a, a hitting standpoint, right – doesn't that make, make the ball, like, slightly softer so it's kind of it would, harder? Yeah. No, it, it wouldn't be harder to hit. It would be easier to hit. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because you would create a better connection because it would absorb into the bat better. Huh. That makes sense. You would actually have a longer time of impact, like tire on the ground. Right. So huh. your energy transfer would be greater. I will tell you. I saw some of the furthest hit balls when I was in Florida and Alabama and Georgia for the short time that I was like, some of these balls that they hit, I was just like, I mean, God, God bless. The ball does move differently down there. Like I remember, I remember how like sweaty my arms got when I was behind the plate and how quickly it got into my hands. And dude, I was having to cover my hands in dirt and pine tar just to like, you're just sweating and you're working behind the plate, right? So, like, then I'm giving my pitcher this sweaty-ass fucking rock. <laughs> He's like, all right, let me just see. Hold on. got to do this shit. So, um, what do you think would be your solution to, like, just a quick solution for, for understanding a baseball right now? Like, what, what are some easy things that I could go play catch with and just, like, mess around with? With sticky? Uh, learning how a baseball moves and kind of like, like what you talked about was such a great point to feel in both where you are in terms of like your location, as well as where your arms at. So if you could expand on how you learned how to feel a baseball, was it because you were in Florida? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, um, I think the you hear these things about rosin and stuff like that, but I always grew up with humidity and sweat. So 
you know, is uh, rosin originally what was explained to me to put on the top of your arm to keep the sweat from rolling down hand to the ball. Um, so I didn't have to necessarily use it to add sticky. Now I noticed that it did get sticky, but I, at, at a younger age, I never really used it to my advantage. Um, it wasn't until I got to pro ball that I, I was, it was explained the other way where it's, yes, it is the top of your arm for that, but it also creates a sticky, you know, consistency that you can use. So you actually put it on both arms so you can go get underneath the, so for all you hairy guys out here, let's, let's do this real quick while we got this. So where all this hair is right here, if I put sunscreen or rosin, that's going to kill me, right? This meat underneath right here, there is no hair. This is actually a safer place for you to get it. So if you watch big leaguers, they do that, and they're trying to get the sticky on the fingertips underneath. So you just turn your wrist upside down, you go sunscreen rosin right here, and then you can just grab a little bit of it when you need it, and then grab the baseball. Very cool. So... How many times did it take for you to figure out your concoction? Um, you know what? Uh, it, it, uh, everybody's got their own. You know, the Dominicans make a, um, uh, a concoction as well with, like, tobacco, Coca-Cola, baking soda, honey, salt, one other thing. But it basically turns into, like, a clear rosin um, huh. uh, thing. Um, and so that's interesting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've used that. I feel like that was like, an, on a scale of one to 10, that was closer to like a nine. Huh. Uh, spider tech idea. I've tried spider tech. Spider tech was similar. It was a nine. Um, so that's weightlifting grip, right? Yeah, it's not even weightlifting. It's for atlas stones. Like, you put it on your forearms and pick Man, up. shit. <laughs> um, and then uh, let's see what else. Uh, bowler's grip is actually something that I prefer. On a scale of one to ten, I would bowler's say grip. Rider tack is like an, a seven or an eight. Have you used sex wax like a surfer? <laughs> yeah. And bowler's grip is like a five, four or five. And I find that a lot easier to manipulate because it also comes in a smaller jar. So, like, I can just put it on my fingertips from where I want. So, you know, it's it's uh, using sticky is not a bad thing. You, people, like I said, if you're not if you're not trying to use sticky the legal way, right? You could practice these things. Um, then, then you're just not familiar with it. And, and most of the, like you said, most of the time where people mess up on it is they don't experiment enough, or when they spray their hand or whatever they're doing with it, they put too much of it. So then, like their whole hand is sticky instead of just the parts that are gripping the baseball. So we recommend about from here up, and then the thumb also wherever that you get the thumb on it, this change up finger can kind of turn into an issue. But if you are a change up guy, I would put it along that too, because you would get more spin. That's good stuff. And from a safety standpoint, the, I mean, the better you are with this rock that you're just like hammering at somebody, honestly, at full clip and you're six foot six, 260 pound meathead. Like I would like that if I was a hitter. Right. I mean, uh, great way for guys to practice. I mean, meathead in the nicest way possible. I mean it because you're strong as hell. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Yeah, I would I would say um, practice long tossing. See if you like it. You know, uh, you can use it also to create, like I said, you can create a buffer on sweat. A lot of guys that sweat, like I've got sweat follicles on the side of my hand, and I'll get sweat that will run outside this pinky onto the ball over here. So what I will do is I will put some of it right along the edge of here and then almost like, I'm sorry, right along the edge here 
and then almost like a watch all the way around. So any of the water that comes from here, the sweat that comes off me will hit this and fall to the ground before it gets to my hand. Which is the concept of all the Latin guys wearing long sleeve shirts to keep the sweat off their hand. Ah. See, these are the things that we should talk about that may make things easier for people. Yeah, you should try to make it easy. Right? If you, if you want to make this sport harder on yourself, like, just swing a heavier bat. Like, don't make the concepts harder. You know what I mean? Because the concepts are hard enough, dude. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Totally. Couldn't agree more. All right, here's my next one. <laughs> because of the fact that hit-by-pitches go up, right, guys aren't as confident in the strike zone. And this is another thing that I want to talk about, right? I ask kids all the time, hey, what's the strike zone? Most kids respond with from my knees to my shoulders. And I'm like, that's a really big strike zone. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, that's what the umpire calls. I'm like, fair enough. The umpire also calls a ball like six feet outside in Little League World Series. <laughs> Japan. Like yeah. the, Japan the last 30 years has exposed why strike zones kind of suck. Yeah. Right? So you've been developing guys for quite a while that are pitchers, that are throwing balls and strikes, right? What do you tell your guys that are pitching what a strike is and what a ball is. Okay, so let me ask you this. This is good. If you do not have a batter, what is the strike zone? There is none. Yes, there is. Okay. Are you ready? Okay, yeah, I'm ready. I get you on this one. Okay. I'm it, fine. I'm an idiot when it comes to some of this it, stuff. It's it's Hold on. Say that again? The strike zone is the chest protector. Okay. Got it. If I catch it at my eyes, it's a ball. Mm. If I catch it at my chin, it's a strike. Okay. Old game of 21. Right. If I catch it below the belt of the catcher squatted down, it's a ball. Mm. So visually, as a pitcher, you're just trying to hit this thing all the time. <laughs> hmm. That's a really good point. So, if if you were to, oh fuck, I can't. I, hold on, I gotta think about that for a second. <laughs> Keep going. Just like, tell, like, why? We got a question. Why, why do you if say you that? Can't get the umpire to call. What do you do? This is great. This is an awesome question. Yeah, uh, Bill and I got you. So umpires are stupid. You have to understand why they're okay. And umpires there not to be a part of the baseball game. They're there right. to paycheck, right? So what you have to do is you have to create a relationship with the umpire. And you do this from the beginning. As soon as you walk out of the game, you introduce yourself. Hi, I'm John. You need anything? I'll be out here. I make it like to make a funny little joke to get them on my side. Okay. So I'll I go be hey. over here. I go, I go, hey, listen. I'm going to try to work fast. Can you keep the guys in the box? Nobody's here for a four-hour game. He's mm. going to go, ha, 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 you're right, right? And then as the game goes, you're just going to keep checking in with the guy. So you're going to throw a pitch, and the first inning, it, you can't really show anything, right? Mm -hmm. You ask him where it is. You create the conversation of asking the question. You are allowed to ask where it is. Now, you do this walking off the field. And you, go, you ask him, you walk right by him, you walk right up to him, and you go, hey, 
the fastball way, that slider way, was it up, down, left, or right? It doesn't matter. It does not matter. But that pitch that you ask about, right, all you have to do is whatever direction he says, you say, all right, I'll get that over there. Now, mm. the funny thing about this now is all you've done is identified the spot. You're going to hit that spot again, and he's going to call it a strike. Okay? Now, if he calls it a ball again, you go back the next inning, and you ask him the same question. Was that it? Right? Eventually, he's going to be on your side. That's what's mm. going to happen. Mm. Then if it gets even worse during the game, then on the mound, you just put your hands up and go, where was it? Okay? Mm. We'll now get angry about you doing it in front of everybody. <laughs> questioning balls and strikes, but that's okay. Once again, you're letting them know, hey, I'm on your side. We're trying to get out of here. I'm trying to get you paid and go home. Right. So be able to establish that you're allowed to communicate with the umpire. Just kids aren't taught to do that early. We have 10-year-olds all the time. And they'll, hey, we're up, down, left, right. And the umpire will get mad because they're like, hey, play the game. Listen to me. But you're not playing the game, umpire. You're, you're trying to help the game continue to move forward. So it's, it's just a little bit different of a process. That was my immediate go-to as a catcher. Establish a relationship, ask questions, understand what we have to do, and then work from there, right? And just talk to them, right? Man, I really like how you like. I let you like. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm. I'm trying to do this. That's actually really smart because that's you know baseball's kryptonite in terms of like what people say. It's too slow. Well, it's right. like. Like, let's work together, right? Like, it's the three of us and this fucking guy. Right? Every time you go out, you have an opportunity to have a small conversation with him. Yeah. Well. So I'd go out and I'd be like, I'd be, you know, let's say I had a good inning. If I had a good inning, I'd go out there and be like, man, I'm having fun out here. And he'd go, oh, yeah? I'm like, yeah. Ball's not leaving the infield. Let's get, it, let's get going. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so you just got to create that conversation with the guy. Because that way he knows well, what's going on with it. Now, obviously, the catcher can help as well, right, for what they're doing. But, you know, it's, it's an interesting, you know, process. If you can control that side of the game, you will get more pitches, right? Because they, if they understand that you're not trying to be perfect – and I've even had guys come out, me pitching older and pitching against college guys. It's they're so going smart. God where they're like – they'll walk out like, where did you play? Like, <laughs> you were old. And I'm like, yeah, I'm 30, whatever, you know? And so, like, while I'm warming up, now I know they're in the palm of my hand. Uh -huh. And then I get to go, well, I played here and here, but, you know, it's very easy for me to put a, put a cutter away to a righty. I can do it nine times out of ten. Uh -huh. Even uh -huh. though I may or may not be able to in that game, now he knows I'm actually trying to do that on purpose. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just – it's, it's understanding the, the, the other side of the game, that you're not trying to be nice to the other team, and you are trying to manipulate an umpire to help you. But I would argue it's not really manipulation because you're trying to play his game. Because right. in order to actually succeed, you have to play his game. But you just have to use your game at the same time. Maybe it's manipulation in terms of, like, the psychology. I like that. But yeah. in reality, it's cooperation. It's, it's really cooperation. It's like, help me help you, right? I need you to help me help you because I don't want to stand out here either. I know yeah. you don't like it when I stand out here. Like, what's up, dude? You, you strike a guy out to end the inning looking. You walk off. As soon as you make um, uh, eye contact with the umpire, you can just give him a simple, 
Yeah. Good, good call. Yeah. Right. Good call. Let's keep that going. I like the chest protector thing. Where'd you get that measurement from? My brain. My brain. <laughs> My brain. Hey, just do this. Just do a favor. Do do this. Go have a kid squat down next. Right. Have the batter stand up. And then just look how it lines up. I'm going to go get into an argument today with the You'll umpire at work. You'll I'm going to be it. like, hey, this is the strength zone. <laughs> right? Because we have conversations. Like, I talked to this hitter yesterday. He's 10. He's, he's, he's gotten better over the past, like, year almost since we've changed facilities. And I told him yesterday, I was like, do you know why we have to put the T all the way down? And he goes – so I know where my swing is. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And he was like, well, I have to know I can hit the low ball and the high ball. I was like, okay, right? And I was like, can I tell you a fun fact? He said, sure. I was like, the pitch just has to go over your front knee. It can go under your back knee. He was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it, just, it can go down like that. And he goes, that's a strike? I was like, yeah. That's why you really got to know how to hit the low pitch. He was uh -huh. like, that's dumb. I was like, I know. I don't make the rules. I just play <laughs> <laughs> right it's just like but the umpire had to tell me that and i when i heard that for the first time i was like how come nobody told me it's that's okay it doesn't have to be flat right like, it's literally where it crosses the entry of the plate not the exit right, right? it just has to okay. enter the plate as a strike right and i was back here the whole time you know i'm you know johnny nice guy like hey what's up blue how you doing where, where was mm -hmm. that all right all right and i'm trying to present a better pitch but I was always pulling it up. That insults this man's character. Should have just stuck it. Yep. You know what I mean? But again, I'm trying to cooperate with him. But all he had to tell me, it's not my coach's job to know the rules. It's not the pitcher's job. It's this guy. Right. Where he's just like, hey, I just need it above that top knee. Oh, bet. Okay. Let's play ball. <laughs> bet. It's, yeah. They don't. You don't, to exactly to your point, if we had a, in football, you set the rules. You have a coin toss, you do this, you do this, right? In baseball, if we had some form of like, all right, this is the strike zone, right? It's gonna what be are we talking about in the manager's meeting, guys? What are yeah. we doing here? Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know how many times I've been to a manager's meeting and you hear the same story from the umpire too, like, hey. Let's keep these guys moving in and out. A lot of strikes. Let's let's keep the game. Let's keep the pace of the game going up, right? And we could use that in Major League Baseball. I mean, there's a lot of in-between moves we just talked about that aren't that slow the game down, right? Mm -hmm. But it, it's uh, that's the process, though. You know, I mean, there's letting it – when you let an offensive team create strategy by constantly adjusting their gloves outside of the box just to be ready to hit, it doesn't – it, it's just not fair in the way the game's actually played. Because what, what ends up happening is it's a red light, green light situation where you wait for the batter to get in and then the pitcher goes. And that's just not mm -hmm. how the game was originally played. I mean, originally, if you put one foot outside the box, you're still in the box and you yeah. can still throw the ball. If you got all the way out of the box, then yeah. the pitcher could still throw the ball and the umpire said play because he's not in the box. So in the UFC this weekend – Two heavyweights were going at it, Andre Arblovsky and Eric Vandera, something like that. Dude, this Vandera dude had a head like a like a bull. It was massive. And Arlovsky is is entering with some right hands that are just I mean, I'm surprised you get knocked out. Like, dude, he's coming in. 
wham, and he starts countering with leg kicks. The only problem is when you're really close and your legs are really long, you end up kicking upwards. And you know what's up in the middle of your body on a man? It's your cup. Yeah. It's your cup, right? And he kept kicking him in the nuts. Like, he did it two or three times. Now, legally, in the rules, in the rules, it's a point deduction. So many times, and a finger in the eyes of point deduction, too. I can blind you, and you can still fight, right? Guys are tough all the time. They should take a point away. Instead of taking a point away, you know what the ref said? He goes, hey, Eric, do me a favor. Keep it above the waist. I'm like, do him a favor? It's a fucking rule. Like, no. Like, don't do me a favor. Like, do him a favor, right? You're kicking him in the nuts. Do that guy a favor of, like, acknowledge, like, hey, we came to an agreement. If he kicks me in the balls, it's not a warning. It's a point. He's done it three times. Like, yeah. let's get over this favor stuff. You know what I mean? The first time, sure, right? But to your point, all we have to do is establish, like, a line of communication. And then that's what we're doing. Like, is his foot in the box, out of the box? It's in. Okay, I'm, I'm throwing this pitch, right? Don't give him all the time in the world just because he's being like this. That doesn't mean shit, right? You can say play ball, right? Like, I hate that umpires have gotten a bad rap for slowing the game down, but it is on them to control the pace of the game, not how we play the game. Right. Not how we play, just the pace, right? Like, it's a stopwatch. You're not the rule maker, you're a stop. You you discuss the rules. You don't. You, you know it's it's very interesting. But Joey Votto has an at bat out there. Also, if anybody can find it, right? I don't. I think it was. Um, Hold on. I, I got to go into this guy, Dylan Johnson. He's already started. Yeah. He said, eventually the pitcher will get frustrated and just being the dude or throw far inside. Like I'm in control. You're going to respect my position. Now, Dylan, let me tell you. Bad strategy, my guy. You just put someone on first base, okay? That is the dumbest strategy I've ever – I just don't – I understand the prize. Right? But in the strategy of the game, you're you are not rewarded by hitting the guy. It hurts you to put a guy on first base. It does. So, Dylan, this is one of those situations where a pitcher could be a little bit delayed. If you throw a pitch and it's not a strike, then you talk to the umpire. And if the guy is trying to control the game, you get off the mound and you tell the umpire to keep the pace of the game going. Keep him in the box. What are we trying to do? We trying to have a four-hour game? Right. Right. Right? Right. Of course that's how they think, Dylan. He said that's how they think. Of course. That's why I'm trying to tell you. Right. In the stat line of you playing the game, no one is going to see that the batter got you out of your flow state and you lost your focus because he was taking his time. Hmm. It's not that's not the game. Hmm. Right? The game is the yes or no. Right? You go out and walk four guys, they're not gonna say, Oh, well, he got distracted because the offensive team had a better strategy of almost calling time and changing their stuff each time. I've seen it in travel ball all the time. I've seen kids take a strike, gloves, G-form, G-form, helmet, look at the bat, deep breath, back in the box, just to take another pitch. I've seen a whole university do it, like an entire team do the same thing. I call it the big poppy thing. Like, that guy had the longest ovation for a 15-foot walk from the on-deck circle. 
It was awesome. It was wild. It's wild, right? And so the game is the game is the problem with that. That that just cannot happen in the game. You got to get it in the box. Got to go. Yeah. I like it. So speaking of that, Joey Votto has an at bat out there where Derek Lowe is doing what you're saying. Derek Lowe gets the ball back. He's back on the mound. Joey Votto doesn't even leave his bat. He doesn't even leave this stance. And I don't think he swings once, and he gets a six-pitch walk. It gets to a full count, then he takes ball four. But I'm talking like he's looking at him. He takes it, and he doesn't even move. He just stays right here. And Derek Lowe gets the ball, and he like kind of looks up. He's like, oh, shit, this guy's doing this. That's a good strategy, too. You want to speed it up? All right, right here, just like a pitching machine. It's got five yep. seconds, right? That's the advantage of a pitching machine that's just on its own, where it's like, no, 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 you got seven seconds. Don't step out. Stay in. Come on, rep it out. Rep it out. That's a positive thing. Yep. Agreed. Because if I know this guy's trying to set a pace, okay, I was the guy who the moment batter stepped in, I was starting my movement to home. I like it. If they got to where they started taking too long, I stepped off, took a deep breath. You're the reason why Joey Votto did that. He was yep. like, okay. So my counter to that is like, I'm just going to look at you the whole time, mm -hmm. right? I'm just going to stay here. I didn't see him swing. I would like to see him do that, foul a ball off, recover, and come back and see what that's like. Because that's also a part of the game. If that's going to be your strategy, like, right. okay, be ready to hit, right? But to just take six pitches, that's that's kind of easy, I guess. Right. Well, and, and Dylan, you should – this is where you should be talking – you should have a relationship with the umpire this time, right? You, you, you beat this whole strategy as soon as you go, what are we doing? Yeah. Are we are we trying to play baseball or are we trying to just get a tan? What are if we I was your catcher, Dylan, and before the game to go with like what John's strategy said, I would be like, dude, you should go tell the umpire right away like what you're trying to do. Like, hey, if this guy's if he's in the box, I'm ready to come home. Does that work for you? If the umpire's like, yeah, it works for me, it's be like, cool. We have a misunderstanding. That's when you're on the mound and you're like, hey, then we talked about this. What are you doing we, here? We, <laughs> we have a misunderstanding. We do. We have a huge misunderstanding, and it's costing us time. There's a little bit of a problem here, guys. Right? Like, you don't get paid by the hour. You're just here, right? Neither do I. I don't get paid by the hour either. Let's let's get this thing moving. Vamanos. Right? We can rest between innings, but when we're playing, let's let's move. Right? So, Dylan, to your point, that's a positive thing that we have to, like, tell guys when we're developing them at nine. Tell him at nine. Have the nine-year-old go up to the umpire and be like, hey, um, I'm trying to work quick. You know, as soon as that batter's in the box, I'm ready to go, even if he's not looking at me. If the umpire's like, well, hold on, then you just got to deal with whatever you got to deal with. You, right. You're like, okay, so when can I throw it? <laughs> right? Like, like yep. be like a dog with the tennis ball. Like, poke him. Don't be annoying. Yeah, we're trying like, to go. We're yeah, trying like, to go. We've all made an agreement that we're playing a game and I think that's what we have to remember is that we're playing a game and you could talk about I had this this great little league coach he always said it's a game within a game you could just say it's a Russian doll that's like this big and it just keeps opening there's another doll there's another doll it's just it's gonna keep unpacking itself right so man that's such a great thing so I wanted to I wanted to ask you one quick thing um We've been experimenting with long bats, right? If you're out there, hello from Venezuela. Hola. So, hola. Um, 
Even Almanco. We were talking about uh, you had experience with like hanging out with Caribbean baseball players that literally threw softballs with nails in them and stuff like that, right? What were some of the training? <laughs> what were some of the training tools that those guys used? Like, like a softball with nails in it. I don't know how much that weighs, but like it's like a football. Like a football weighs a pound, yeah. right? So this dude loves you. Um, <laughs> So, anyways, what I I love that. I think that's hilarious. He also called you a monster, which, of course, physically as well. Mm -hmm. Ozzy Smith comes out, he'd be like, no, this one. I need this one. Yeah. Um, What kind of stuff did those guys use? Like, obviously, we know Batia, right? You got bottle caps and sticks. Like, what are some other things that you saw those guys doing? I saw no T-work. I saw a lot of angle toss. Um, like side toss or like my L screen is in front of you at an angle? No, like they're doing side toss, but from a front angle. Like very risky. Like how, like how Sim hit that guy on that flare right there. Got it. Like they're standing almost on the first baseline for a righty. Um, do that today or tomorrow. See a lot of that. See a lot of. Let's see. What did I see? Tools like. Hey, shout out to you, Dylan. No Thanks tool. for tuning in, bro. Appreciate your insight. Definitely, Dylan. Um, you would hit me with this one. I, there, that was the thing. There were no tools. There was just the. That's what I mean. Balls. Yeah. Right. So, like, but the idea is like their concept was: I'm gonna throw this ball hard, and I'm gonna swing this bat hard and be accurate right and i think what you just said kind of nailed it It was just like they didn't use a lot of stuff we have stuff at our facility right but i had this conversation with a young guy that i'm trying to like help become a, a hitting coach at our facility and i was just like you just have to make the end objective of hitting the baseball which is the objective right just change that make the bat weird make the drill different but like don't necessarily, and I hate using the word dope. I hate it because it makes the brain do weird stuff. Avoid making the mechanical correction. Let the bat and the ball teach most of the lessons. Did you get a hit? No. I don't know what to tell you. You know, like, that's at the end, obviously. Like, if it's like if it's a kid that doesn't know how to move their body, you have things that you have to tell them and use your, your words and stuff like that. But we had this conversation to start our phone call before the podcast, we don't like to use words as much as we like just to use just movement patterns because those will tell more of the story. Totally agree. Not the tools, the movement patterns. The Did it work? The strategy. The strategy, like why are you doing that movement? Oh, because of this. Oh, oh, got it. Like, why do you want to, for instance, like Josh Donaldson talked about, get your your bottom elbow above the plane of the ball? Yeah, good, or good. Ball take up. Look, look at this too. See ball, hit ball, best for kids. Maybe, maybe. It's like see ball, hit ball could be hit grounders. Yeah. Why can't you just saw, say see ball, hit ball, far? Because far would solve all the problems, right? 
first. Just because they're five doesn't mean that they have to train like they're five, right? 100% Dylan, what works for one kid may not work for the others, but that's why the external validation of did you get a hit? Did you hit it hard? Did you hit it far? That works. Right. Because it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. Hey, did you get a hit? Yeah. What kind of a hit? Well, I kind of just tapped it and I legged it up. But you touched it. Okay. Positive. Right? What'd you do? Or I hit a line drive back up the middle, almost hit the pitcher in the head. Dope. I love that. That's why that's why hitting the ball hard can't be the only thing. Like the best hitters that I ever played with were so good at putting at particular spots. That's it. And when you can hit the ball to a spot that they're not standing consistently, then you're a good hitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is my dad just talking in physically not so gifted. Hey, this is the story of my kind of pro level when I actually got to that high level and I was like, dude, I'm little. I'm 5'11", 5'10". Like, I'm little. Like, I'm not that big either in comparison to the guys that I play. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of, like, physical. I'm human, but I'm small, too, at the same time. Yeah, there's a lot. It's not – I don't mean this when I say, like, I was insecure, like I was small. But it's just, like, you look around, you're just like, whoa. I'm not – whoa. I'm not the biggest guy here. And even in high school, I wasn't the biggest guy, but you have to figure it out. That's why I love baseball, like. You don't have to be a Francis Ngannou-looking type guy because in the NFL, there's probably seven of those guys in every locker room. You know what I mean? Like, just mm -hmm. a bunch of 6'4", 240s, runs a 4'5", like, can just do all this stuff. It's literally about tenacity and mindset. Once you've accomplished all that physical stuff, you got to have that. Yep. you got to have some reaction time, right? The average height of catchers that I saw at the highest level was about 6'2". Yeah. Huge. 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 Giant chest protectors. If we're going by, like, John's logic, it makes sense. These guys have giant torsos. Like, very good. I, love. Oh, dude, I had to be a monster blocking and throwing guys out because that was my game. I'm not a huge target. I'm not. So it's like I have to keep balls in front, run the defense, know how the pitch calling works because this dude's massive. He doesn't even have to move, and he can just use the whole plate as this – no, it's, it's just um... – it's the easiest reason why people get romantic about baseball because it's not about the size of the fight – or excuse me, it's not about the size of the dog in the fight. It's about the size of the fight in the dog. It's like what are you bringing to this, right, that, that you can do? Agreed. Agreed. I mean – can you hit the ball or can you not let them hit the ball? Mm -hmm. How relentless are you? Like, right. oh, they got a hit? Cool. Next pitch. Let's do this. Like, that's that's baseball, man. 100%. What, what was the biggest guy you – or the average height you saw? Oh, I mean, all the guys that I – like I said, I was small. On the pitching side, everybody was like 6'5", 6'6", 6'8". You know? And that was the thing that was that bothered me about how me watching them move and stuff. I'm like, dude, you have a leverage advantage so much on me. And I throw just as hard as you do. That makes no sense. It's weird how that's, that's here you go. Here, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, Dylan, you're going to get me going. I'm going to beat you again here. Uh, you see it coming? The best coaches, I would make small tweaks and not full. Right, hold on, what do you say? It may, it went Let's go, Yulia. At not full-blown full adjustments. Let the players play and give small input or anything. So, so Dylan, here's what I'm going to tell you. 
What do you need your coach for? Yeah. He doesn't play the game. He's not swinging the bat. He can't tell you when to swing. He can definitely help you with the strategy side of it. But, like, for what you're saying, golf caddies don't say that much during the round. So you should probably shut up and let him play. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not being rude. That's just like, hey, you have to let them fail and grow and figure it out. FIO. Imagine your dad right behind you on the mound critiquing every pitch that you throw. How focused are you going to be on playing the game? Just right. You have to find a balance between input and and understanding stimulation. Because you can create an input that internally stimulates something that creates like something that you don't want. Right? Because you put an input in there, not a stimulation, right? It's just said like hey, here like input, soft toss, right? Input, right? But that's not simulating or stimulating the same reaction time that a fastball is coming at. Right? It's not the same thing, but it's an input ball coming at you, but it may not result in fast hands to the ball. In fact, it may actually slow you down because you're just on this slow object all the time because it's this slow input. And then you could say a pitch machine's an input as well, but it's closer to the actual stimulation that we need to attain, which is like, see this fast moving object and you have no idea what's coming and you have to react. That's what we and then see ball hit ball far see ball hit ball hard see ball hit ball reverse order of operation whatever you want to call it right but don't say anything let them figure it out <laughs> but don't say work it helps it really helps like like i had to, okay dylan to your point okay i'm gonna i'm gonna bastardize myself here i told a guy last night hey do you know how you drive down the mound we were talking about how he keeps his weight on his backside as he's striding in terms of hitting. And I had him act out like he was pitching. And we just talked about what he's doing with his weight. So, yes, I gave him a physical input, right? But then we went over to the machine, and he had to try to do that live. Like, it was an immediate, like, okay, yes, this may work on the tee, but now we're going to do this at a high speed. I think we had it at. I took your advice yesterday, and we figured out some math. So I think I had it at 65 at, like, 50 feet, because I wanted it right at, like, 80, just like a good, solid fast. He's a freshman. Like, 80 is solid fastball, and he smoked some baseballs, where I was just like, yeah. And we turned it up a little bit more, got it to, like, 85 to 88. He was behind a little bit, but then he smoked some baseballs. But, again, getting back to – I gave him a little input, but then he still has to go use it. You know, I'm not going to keep telling him that. It's just one piece of information. It's not this constant bombardment. Correct. I agree. You got it. There's a good one for you right up in there if you want to read that question. I mean, that's his thing that he's probably done. I would say that's more of like a deep psychological behavior if anything like it, it may even be superstitious come on oh come, come, go on the obvious go on the obvious you think mickey had a t at 16 when he was he in did. venezuela he, did. he didn't have no t come on come on he didn't have no t that's why i say it's like and psychological there's a beautiful piece of steel yeah 
Anarchy is in Venezuela. No shot. No shot. That got stolen. And he was drafted in 01, 02, yeah. something like that. Like, so you're telling me they had Tanner Tees back in Venezuela in 1994? Or rubber. They had, some rubber. they had a rubber tee. Right. Oh, I don't know, like, that's the same thing with saying, like, Pujols swung 500 times, like, before every game or something like that. And it's like, yeah, and his body is garbage now. Like, maybe <laughs> he overused it. Like, maybe. How many times did Willie Mays swing a bat every day? That dude had 22 All-Star games. Let's use that guy as an example, right? What did Barry Bonds do before a game? Right? Like, like. Who, who did we talk about at the most at-bats of all time besides Pete Rose? It was somebody kind of crazy. Yeah. It was very shocking. But, like, the guys that got 10,000 at-bats or close to it, like, you, you got to be good to get that many at-bats. Like, if you're garbage, you, you're not going to get that many. <laughs> so true, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to get that many at -bats. How funny is that we found that 10,000 at-bat thing? Right? Pete Rose had 1,200 or, so, or uh, 12,000. Like, yeah. whoa. From both sides of the plate. Like, yeah. he knows what the hell he's doing. Like, right. let's talk to that guy, right? And you know what he says? I don't change my swing. I move. Or, like, he literally talked about I move my hands up or down. I move in, out. Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. Beautiful, right? Just the guys that are great. Cal Ripken Jr. Hey, how do you play so many games in a row without, you know, falling apart? Like, what did you do? Like, those are the the questions that I have, no offense to your high school coach that played JUCO that you really trust and you've known since you're nine, I love him too. He's a great guy to have a beer with, but he's not Cal. He, Derek Jeter, dude, I saw a license plate that, set, that had the respect with the two on it today. Oh, it took me, like my heart started beating through my chest. I started reliving childhood nostalgia. Wow. <laughs> but... Hey, I'm gonna let you go. I'm sure you got a full facility right now, full of dudes. Oh yeah, it's ready. Yeah, you can hear it. There's there's booming going on out here. I can feel it actually in my body. Yeah. Got hey, people trying to trying to get a little better. Trying answer of the year from Dylan Johnson. I love that. Where'd you get that answer? My brain. <laughs> it's true. True. I I agree. Well, dude, it's been great. Um, well, hold on. I want to plug. What are you doing this week? You got going anything on this week? You know what? Let me plug the new stuff. All right. I need everybody to do me a favor, okay? Uh, we're in San Diego, California. My guy Alex is up in Monterey. He'll get that in a second. So we have now – Way off. A, not even near yeah, Monterey. Not even near up there somewhere. Um, we have now online video series for Carnation uh, Growing Program. Uh, it, is, it is on Patreon. You can get to it on our website. Go to carnation.net check that out but i wanted to start plugging that because it's all of the secret sauce um alex and i are going to continue doing podcasts we even have some other plans for these ideas as well for these patreons so if you get a chance run over there check it out um we, we just have a lot of recovery ideas pretty much everything that we do here in a video form uh, you can you could actually train the way we do here at home and it's a much it's a fraction of the cost of what it'd be here you, you get all the videos you get all the information you can interact with us um, and, and we just want to help. So if you have to DM me from there, but Cutter Nation U, it's on our website. 
And we are going to be launched. We already have some online programming. If you are a student at TPC and we're working, we also have remote programming as well. If you're interested in doing that uh, for anybody that's out there through TPC, uh, that's out in Livermore. That's where I'm the hitting director. Uh, I also have some stuff on my own YouTube channel for hitting as well as some online fitness stuff is I'm filming that today, filmed it yesterday and the day before that. Uh, that's all about moving your body and knowing how to move your body in space. And if you're a baseball player, you are probably one of the most three-dimensional athletes outside of maybe a dancer. So you have to know how your body moves. Uh, that's coming to you guys real soon. Uh, two things that I want to tell everybody. Number one, if you are interested in remote programming, right, definitely shoot me a DM and we can get that going and I can get you guys going on True Coach with video access and tons of stuff. Number two... Please follow, subscribe to John's Let's Win a Ball Game. That's where we're going to do most of this growth, as well as you're going to see simultaneous content coming from both of us um, simultaneously at the same time, if you know what I'm saying. Um, simultaneously. <laughs> and uh, on that note, oh, one, one more thing. Um, have fun in high school tryouts, whoever's finishing those. I know some, dude, there was a high school team already had a, a game. Like this past weekend, I was. Oh yeah, we started. We we started this week. That's what I mean. Crazy. So, yeah. any high schoolers, uh, you know, good luck. By the way, one other thing for all you mm -hmm. dads out there and kids: it's opening college baseball weekend. Yes. Go to a game. Go Let's to go. A baseball game. By the way, Ole Miss. Uh, I'm working with the Friday night guys' younger brother at Ole Miss. So, gonna watch the Ole Miss game on Friday. Pretty excited about that. Apparently, he's 96 with a blade. So. Let's have I mean, if, you, if you're a Friday night guy in the SEC, you are that. Yeah. You have to be. I'm excited about that because then he throws, he's going to throw against all the dudes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Very cool. And we already have, like, preseason rankings on stuff. Like, it's so wild. Like, how do you even know? How do you even know? You know like, every college baseball team is completely different every time. How do you even In know? high school, my team that we finished number nine in the nation, we were pre-ranked number five in our conference. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like. We ended up number nine in the nation. Yep. Five happens. of the conference. Preseason. Who knows? Happens. Happens, happens, happens. All right, my friend. Keep it going. Can't wait. You guys subscribe. Check out my guy, Ross. We got a, I'm pretty excited. We got a lot of stuff coming up there. We're, we're going to be getting a lot of new stuff thing coming here soon. So keep it rocking. Keep it rolling. Play game. Throw hard. Drop bumps. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Later, guys.